Well, if you have your Bible, turn with me to the uh, John chapter 16, the Gospel of John chapter 16. As you turn there, I have some good news and I have some bad news. Which would you like to hear first? <laughs> Don't you hate it when people do that? I've got good, good news and I've got bad news. Which do you want first? Are you a bad news first person? Yeah, me too. Yeah, bad news first. Well, as we look at verses 16 through 24, that's where we're going this morning in John 16, we're going to see that Jesus has some good news and he's got some bad news. So let's look and see what it is. Jesus leads the way with, if you're a bad news person, Jesus leads with the bad news. Uh, Follow along as I read from the English Standard Version, beginning at verse 16 in uh, John 16. A little while, says Jesus, and you will see me no longer. And and again, a, a little while and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, what is this? He, is, he says to us, a little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me, and because I'm going to the Father. So they were saying, what does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, is this what you're asking yourselves, what I meant by saying a little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. In that day, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. So there's good news, and there's bad news. And for the disciples, the bad news was this, said Jesus, in just a little while, you are going to see me no more. But I did tell you there was good news, right? Uh, For the disciples, the good news was that Then, in a little while, they would see Jesus again. So we're done here, right? You've got the bad news, you've got the good news. Not so fast. Um, The disciples seem to have a little problem. And you saw it here as I read it in the text. They don't get it. They don't understand. What's going on, Jesus? So they start to whisper among themselves, what's he talking about? Why, why don't we? Why won't we see him for a little while? And, and then why will we see him again? I, what's he talking about? And their main difficulty here is with this little while of which Jesus speaks. So they're discussing this among themselves, and certainly Jesus knows they're struggling with this. So he asks them, "Are you confused? Are you puzzled? Are you trying to understand what I mean by a little while and you won't see me? And again, in a little while and you will see me? Let me help you with that, he says to the disciples. Listen, listen. 
Unfortunately, I, I, I've got more bad news for you, he says. Uh, but then I also have some more good news for you. So there's more bad news. And then there's more good news. Uh, the bad news is, is that you're going to be sad. But the good news is, is that after a little while, you're going to be glad. And we saw it here in the text as we read it together. Bad news, verse 20. You will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice and you will be sorrowful. Bad news. Good news. But your sorrow will turn into joy. How does Jesus do that? How how are his followers going to have their sorrow turned into joy? And that is really the most encouraging news possible for those who experience sorrow and grief. When you stop and think about it, it is that it's only temporary. Sometimes it doesn't feel like sorrow and grief is temporary. Sometimes it feels like it is permanent and it will be forever. And yet, the encouraging news is that sorrow and grief are only temporary. And that's what Jesus is telling the disciples here. Your sorrow will only be temporary. It's not going to be forever. What a sweet promise from Jesus we hear in verse 20. Truly, truly, I say to you. Again, we've, we've seen this many times in the Gospel of John. When Jesus says, truly, truly, he's saying, pay attention. This is important. I'm giving you firsthand experience, firsthand knowledge here. Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. We like to get hung up on the first part of that, don't we? And we get stuck on the you're going to weep and lament, and the world will rejoice, and you'll be sorrowful. We get stuck there. Don't get stuck there. Listen to Jesus, but your sorrow will turn into joy. So Jesus tells them, I'm going away. You know this. I've been telling you this. I've been telling you that, that I'm going away, and, and you're worried about that because I, I won't be here with you. So I'm giving you this warning to prepare you, to equip you, that you're going to grieve. You are going to be sorrowful. It's coming. And that's the bad news. But the good news is there's something that's coming that's far greater than that. This, this good news that's coming it far outweighs the bad news. Yes, in a little while you won't see me. It's because I won't be with you. And, and, and what happens will be very difficult for you. And while you're grieving, the world will be rejoicing. And that will be hard. Of course, we understand, because we have the New Testament, so, so we have a clearer picture than they did, that Jesus is talking about His crucifixion and the fact that they would see Him after His crucifixion. He's talking about His death and His burial and His resurrection. It, it will only be a little longer and He would be taken from them and they in turn would be deeply grieved and the world around them would be rejoicing. And at the same time that they were grieved and sorrowful over Jesus' death, as, as the world is rejoicing around them, the world would be proclaiming victory and rejoicing that they had finally getting, gotten rid of this Jesus fellow. That's the bad news. 
Again, I told you that there was good news, and the good news would far outweigh the bad news. The good news in verse 20 is that their sorrow will turn into joy. And that's true, not only for the disciples in Jesus' day, but that's true of those who are disciples of Jesus today. Followers of Jesus Christ today can have their sorrow turned into joy through faith in Jesus Christ. So Jesus says in verse 21, your sorrow will turn into joy like that of a woman after just giving birth. Look at verse 21. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. I'm told, it's always good to preface what I'm going to say next with I'm told, that childbirth is difficult and painful, a very difficult and trying experience. That's that's what I'm told. I cannot say I have experienced it. I can say I've witnessed it. I've witnessed it a few times, eight to be exact, as I watched our eight children being born over the years. What a joy. And there wasn't one of them I didn't shed tears over that never gets old. It's always an amazing, miraculous thing to see a baby born. One of the most remarkable experiences of that, me witnessing childbirth, is that my wife goes from labor, they call it labor for a reason, right ladies? It's difficult, it's hard, it's painful, you're suffering, you want it to be over, and then you go to joy, elation that you have a baby you're holding in your arms. I've, I've seen my wife go through that and that is incredible. That's the picture Jesus uses to help us understand the kind of joy that will be ours even though we will suffer in this world when we live for Jesus, if you are faithful to live for Jesus Christ, you've been hearing this in John's Gospel, you will be persecuted. You will be opposed. You will be misrepresented. And yet, and there will be other things that you suffer over, and yet, your sorrow can be turned to joy. Your suffering can be turned to joy. And that's the picture, this picture of a, a, a mother giving birth from sorrow to joy. In, in just a moment, it, it just seems like it, uh, in just a moment, it goes from sorrow to joy for a mom holding her newborn baby in her arms. And that's the picture Jesus chose to use to illustrate how the sorrow of his followers would turn to true joy. In fact, as we head into a time of thanksgiving this week, when the world around us is reminding themselves to be thankful for something, (laughs) believers in Jesus Christ have every reason to be thankful every day of the year. How does this work? Because you know that not every day is a kind of sunny, joyful day. Some days are difficult. Some days are extremely difficult, right? How does this work? How could the sorrow of the disciples in Jesus' day as they're going to experience this loss, they see it as a loss, Jesus will be crucified and taken from them. How could the sorrow of the disciples losing Jesus then be turned into joy later? And how can the sorrow and grief that believers experience today in this life, the things that we face 
How can they be turned into joy? Look again at verse 22. So also you have sorrow now. You see, Jesus doesn't deny the fact that there will be sorrow. There will, there will be grief, even for those who follow him. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. Here's a promise. There's a precious promise from Jesus. When you read this, you can easily make the connection here to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, we have the Bible before us to teach us, and we know what happens. After Jesus dies and is buried, He rises from the dead on the third day. The disciples would certainly see Jesus Again, and because soon after his death, he would rise from the dead and he would walk with them and he would eat with them. And they would rejoice that indeed Jesus had been victorious over the, over the grave. He had been victorious over death and sin and hell. And there's also a pointer here to another reason for their joy. And it's one we've already spoken of at great length in our studies here previously. But we ought never forget this. We need to remember. How is it that our hearts will rejoice even though we grieve? And how was it for the disciples that they would rejoice and no one would take their joy from them? Yes, Jesus will physically be with them for a time after His resurrection, but that's not what He's pointing to long term. He would leave them again. He would ascend into heaven. They would watch Him go. And won't they stand and watch Him ascend into heaven? And, and won't there be, if you could put yourself in their shoes and, or in their sandals at that time, with Jesus ascending, wouldn't there just be a little bit of sorrow to see Jesus go? We do it with our family, don't we? Family who don't live nearby, they come and visit for a time. We experience this. They go away and we go, now I'm sad. Now it's going to be quiet for a while. Wouldn't they be sad as they saw Jesus ascend? Yeah, it's true. Jesus is going to depart. But earlier here in chapter 16, we heard these words. Let me point you back to three verses. Look at verse 7 and then verses 13 and 14. Verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. That's the Holy Spirit. But if I go, I will send Him to you. Believers in Jesus Christ today receive the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, God living in you. What an incredible blessing. Verse 13, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. Verse 14, He will glorify Me, for He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit living in us, if we're believers in Jesus Christ, guiding us into the truth of His Word, declaring His truth to us, teaching us with His truth, encouraging us with His truth, helping us to have joy even if, even if we grieve, even when we grieve. So how can it be true that even after Jesus ascends into heaven, the, the disciples will have joy in their hearts and they will rejoice like a mother who has just given birth? How's that going to be possible for them? 
It's true because they will receive, they didn't have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit yet, but they will receive the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit when Jesus sends the Spirit to them. And they will will have the Helper guiding them into all the truth. And that's the joy, hear this, that's the joy of every believer today. You, if you're a believer in Jesus, have the Holy Spirit. It's why, it's why you can have, it's how it's possible to have joy and to know the joy of the Lord as your strength, even in the face of grief and sorrow and loss. The indwelling presence of Christ by way of the Holy Spirit who has taken up permanent residence and guides you into the truth of the Bible and brings light and life and joy to your heart as your faith in Jesus Christ grows and keeps growing. There's always going to be room this side of heaven for your faith to keep growing and be more and more strengthened in Jesus Christ as the Holy Spirit works in you and guides you into the truth of the Word of God. I think that's why Jesus says in verse 23, look at it again, in that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, He will give it to you. So, after Jesus is physically gone. They would no longer be asking Him anything in person. Obviously, we wouldn't be there, so they wouldn't be able to ask Him anything in person. But even more so, they would have the indwelling wisdom of God taking the Word to help them apply it, to live it, to believe it, to strengthen their faith. So they would have the indwelling wisdom wisdom-giving, joy-imparting presence of the Holy Spirit to guide them into the truth and with the truth. And what would be the outcome? Look at verse 24. Here's the outcome of this indwelling, wisdom-giving, joy-imparting presence of the Holy Spirit to guide them into the truth and with the truth. Until now, verse 24, until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Until then, they had asked Jesus directly if they had a question, if they had a concern, if they had a problem or a need. They spoke to Jesus in person. But after His departure, the Holy Spirit would guide them to pray in Jesus' name. They would have, and all believers have today, the authority to pray in Jesus' name because Jesus rose from the dead and lives today. And they would pray as all believers now pray to the Father in Jesus' name with the authority of Jesus, the Son, God the Son. And it's only by the authority of Jesus Christ that believers have the privilege of asking and receiving in prayer, speaking to God about all kinds of things, everything that's going on in your life. And the result of prayer prayed in the name of Jesus, and and that is to say, when you pray in the name of Jesus, you're to be praying according to God's will. How do you know God's will? Read the Bible. That's why I put up Bible reading plans, and I encourage you to read the Bible. Because you need to know God's will. And God's will is revealed to you in His Word. 
And the result of prayer prayed in the name of Jesus, according, again, praying according to God's will revealed in His Word, the result is that you will receive, when you pray according to God's will revealed to you in His Word, teaching you how to pray, you will receive that your joy may be full. There is a connection between praying and being joyful. If you are not a prayer, I don't expect you to be a joyful person. And God's Word doesn't expect you to be joyful either. Because you are not demonstrating your faith and trust in Jesus Christ by humbling your life before Him in prayer and asking for His will to be done. I hope you know what it's like to know the joy of the Lord as your strength when you see Him answer your prayers. I hope you know what that's like. And if you don't, I hope you find out what that's like soon. I've had some incredible answers to prayer recently. Many of you know what they are. If you want to know what they are, you come and ask me. I'll tell you. I will gladly tell you about the answers to prayer that I have received recently. Things that I've prayed for for years. You need to know the joy of answered prayer. There is a connection between joy and prayer. And Jesus wants you to know it. He wanted the disciples to know it then. And He wants you to know it now. So this is still true for every believer today. It's just as we've heard Jesus here in John 16 answering the disciples. Yes, there will be persecution. There will be difficulty. There will be hardship of faithful followers of Jesus who who live for Jesus Christ. You will be opposed. You will be misrepresented. You may even have family leave you behind and refuse to speak to you for your faith in Jesus Christ. Yes, there will be persecution But for believers in Jesus who rest in the promises of Christ and pray in Jesus' name according to the Word of God and His will revealed to you there, something incredible takes place. Something miraculous that I don't believe I can even do justice by trying to explain. I would try to explain if I could. (laughs) Sorrow will turn into joy. Grief turned to joy. And and you can even know this joy, get this, you can know this joy before you have the answers to your prayers. Again, that's a work that only God can do in you as you trust Him with whatever you're dealing with. You can know this joy before you have God's answer because His promises are true. You can see them in His Word. You can believe them in your heart. You can believe them as you live out daily obedience to God's Word. And because His promises are true, He strengthens your heart with faith to trust Him as you wait. As you serve Him and wait for His answers to prayer. As the Spirit gives you the wisdom of His Word, guides you into the Word of truth. As you read the Word and seek to live in obedience to it every day, waiting on Him. And waiting on His answers, He can give you joy even as you wait. And this will be joy which no one can take from you. But be warned. You can give this joy away. In other words, I don't mean you give it to other people. You can, you can 
You can miss the joy that's yours. You can give it away. You can give up this joy by doubting God's promises. You can give up this joy by refusing to pray and trust God with every area, every detail of your life, by refusing to find your greatest satisfaction in living for Jesus. You can give up this joy by just doing your own thing and trying to pursue your own path. You can give your joy, you, you can give your joy away that way, and you won't know the joy of the Lord. But you, you need to know this. The joy that Jesus gives cannot be taken from you. Because God will answer the prayers of His people when prayed according to His will. So the good news is really good. Far outweighs the bad news. This Thanksgiving, and and believers, every day, let's praise God for the joy that no one can take from us. When we keep trusting in Jesus, when we keep depending on Him, when we keep praying according to His will in Jesus' name. Let's, let's be the people that God wants us to be and to, to look for and expect the joy that only God can give us when we daily trust Him. We daily talk to Him in prayer asking for His will to be done. We daily take the Word in and and lean on this fact that the Holy Spirit will guide you into the truth and guide you with the truth of God's Word. That we might glorify God as His church today where God has put us in this day and time for this day and time. And that we might know His joy that no one can take from us.